Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. that you made it to the show. So just in case y'all don't know, this is my husband, Andy Henriquez with his fine self. He is the founder, creator, and the master storyteller of the Master Storyteller Academy. He helps entrepreneurs, CEOs, and coaches transform their signature story in order to make more income and more impact. See, that's what I married you right there, girl. You better (laughs) tell it, girl. You go, girl. I got to take you on the road. I got to take you on the road i do take you on the road you yeah you are road. you are that's right we do that all yeah the time. yeah that's right <laughs> except right now like we are right. not on the road right we down. right exactly so hey family today's a really special episode I invited Andy to really just share maybe a little bit about our journey. You know, I don't think we've really been able to get into that in the podcast so far. So I really wanted to share our journey of how we came to be and just his insight from the man's perspective. Okay. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I'm going to let you lead this conversation, Coach Cass. Okay. I'll just jump in. So once upon a time, I went to this conference with 15,000 thousand people 15,000 people and there was this glow around me and he just had to know who this beautiful woman was he had to touch the hem of my skirt you so you're just gonna stick to that version of the story that's that's how you're doing it yeah okay all right so I'm just gonna let you continue making this this story that's got a little bit of truth in it and a little bit of exaggeration. So we definitely were at a conference where there was like 15,000 people. And the irony in it is that we were both living in Florida at the time. And we were in a conference all the way in California, I believe Anaheim, California to be exact. And so go and hold, what do you believe? We would actually like strike up a conversation and get connected all the way in California only to discover that we both lived in Florida. And so we did connect. I don't know about touching the hem of your dress. I think you're confusing that with a Bible story someplace, but we exchanged telephone numbers. And I would say for years, Coach Kaz, we were just sort of like mutual friends that connected on the phone Mm -hmm. once a year. Yeah, really. Yeah, you know, in passing, see you at business things. Yeah. Yeah, so probably just once a year. I don't know if you, if any of you have that that friend that you literally just talk to once a year, but when you do have a conversation, you sort of pick up exactly where you left left off at, mm-hmm. right? That's and nice. then um, something happened though, where something we where we reconnected. Happened. Yeah. What was that? We went to a friend's barbecue. So for my ladies out there, it was a barbecue I didn't specifically want to go to because it was so far <laughs> from my house. <laughs> you know, it was so far from my house. But I said, man, my girlfriend's been, you know, inviting me, inviting me, inviting me. You've been invited to some things. I said, maybe next time. Well, this was the next time. And you know what? She must have been persistent because she was pretty far from my house too. And that same mutual friend of ours invited me also. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I got there and saw Coach Kaz. 
And once again, we sort of picked up where we left off and we started having the conversation. But it was sort of like a little bit like the scene in the movie where we started off, we're like at a party where there's a lot of other people. And there comes this moment where we get in conversation and it was as if nobody else was there, right? Mm-hmm. So we're in deep conversation. Now, what Coach Cass may not tell you is that there is a time in that conversation where I'm like, man, she is really locked in and she's awfully close and I was like you know I don't know is she trying to tell me something because this girl is really close (laughs) really really close to my you know know. what's the expression they say give me my eight give me my eight we're supposed to be eight inches or something I don't know what that saying is you were infringing upon my eight inches of separation you know what I mean no. Um, yeah, you were so, very, very close. So pretty much our knees were touching, guys. And I was looking at him in the face with full intent and fully present. Okay, fully present. <laughs> no one else was there. Just watching his every word drop from his luscious, luscious Oh lips. my gosh, cut it out. <sighs> yeah, but what's interesting is though, even after that, we would still, we were talking more often. We, we yeah. weren't in the one year mode Once anymore. Once a week. Yeah, maybe once a week, check in, maybe once every two weeks, sort of checking in. No, it was. And I think after that, you got in a relationship or you were in a relationship? Nah, I was, I was like at the tail end of a relationship. She know? was, she was like you know? closing the final chapter of yeah. a previous relationship. Yeah, that was ending. And let me tell y'all, okay, when I told this man that that chapter was done for real, for real, he said, oh, you know, we should get together in person. Oh my God. <laughs> iron so, sharpens iron. Maybe we get together in person once a month. When do you want to get together? Now, mind you, that was on Sunday. I was leaving church <laughs> and I was hungry. Can we say hungry? Girl, I said, oh how about goodness. now? <laughs> I literally said, how about right now? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing, right? So yes, I did say, hey, we should get together. We should have lunch. And I met in the future. Mm -hmm. And Coach Kaz was like, well, what are you doing right now? And I was like, when you say right now, Mm -hmm. are you talking about like now? Yeah. Like right now, now? She's like, yeah, right now, right now. Like, what are you up to? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, I'm available, but um, (laughs) I was going to get some sushi. You want to get some sushi? And she was like, yeah. I was like, uh, okay, uh, Plantation, which happened to be the city I was in. And she was like, yep. And so, yeah, that turned into quite a date. I'm going to let you go ahead and tell that part. So we sat down at this Thai sushi spot, which I had never been to one. This turns out to be his favorite thing to do. And we sat at that table for like five hours, y'all. It was crazy. We sat there for five hours and just talked about everything we'd been through in life and just all the things, our goals, our dreams. I think we went to the bathroom like 52 times because we drank a whole lot of water. And and we were just like in awe of each other. And I remember saying to him towards the end of the time because we shut down the restaurant. I want to say we got there at 5 p.m. and the restaurant closed at 10 and the restaurant was shut down. Like, okay, y'all ain't got to go home. <laughs> so I get to the par- out to the parking lot and at the time I was driving a BMW, which I believe means break man's wallet. And, <laughs> and it would shake. And my dad had just told me I need to put some oil in the car. And he said, you know what? This is what Andy said to me. He said, you know what? Let's go get that oil right now, y'all. 
my love language is acts of service. When I say the pitter patter once again, oh, <laughs> oh the pitter patter. Mm. Yeah, so we made our way over to Walmart. Yes. I think, got you some uh, some motor oil, but we happened to go through the lane, the aisle that had the hula hoops. Woo! And so we decided to have fun. We we're at Walmart. It's late night. We're delirious. You know, I saw the hula hoop. We had a hula hoop competition. I'll let Coach Kaz tell you who won. Are you going to be he honest? Won. Okay. He yeah, won. yeah. So I won the hula hoop competition. Yeah, Andy. Yeah, I did win the hula hoop competition just in case you wanted to know. <laughs> and yeah, what's so crazy is we're done with all that. And then we're like, oh, it's been five hours since we ate. Yeah. Even when we're sitting in the restaurant, we were done eating. And yeah, so hungry. the crazy thing is we get back to the car. We add oil. And then we both look at each other and was like, this is kind of strange. It's bizarre. But I'm hungry again. Are you yeah. hungry? And she says, yeah, I'm hungry. And then we go to IHOP. Pause. But before that, he notices a guy was in his car with all of his clothes and all of his stuff before we left for Walmart. And when we came back and the guy was still there, you know what this guy did? He said, wait a moment. And he walked over to the guy's car to check on him, y'all. Good <laughs> Samaritan. Oh, pitter patter, pitter patter, pitter patter. Oh my gosh. So the crazy thing is we make our way over to IHOP. Yeah. And um we and ordered we, the same thing. We ordered the same thing and then we went right back into just more conversation. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is the rest of our dates for like a month and a half were all like marathon dates, like yeah. eight hours. And Walking on the beach. Our family members and friends must have been like, what is going on? Like, how are you with this dude for eight hours? And why, why are you with her for eight hours? What is going on? Yeah. And we were just having great conversation. We would go out to a place to, for coffee. She doesn't even really drink coffee at the time. And, but we would just have conversation, lots and lots of dialogue. And I think that that's one of the things that I noticed that a lot of times when you're coaching the women in your real love network mm -hmm. is just the importance of just finding somebody that they have that 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 ability to be able to communicate with mm. which is like everything yeah. in a relationship yeah right yeah it's 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 pretty amazing just in terms of our journey guys one of the biggest things i want to stress is the importance of being your authentic self i was talking to one of our real love network members the other day and she was sharing with me you know should I hold a part of me back, right? You know, my dad says I'm really giving. My dad says that I'm always doing. So maybe for the next situation, I hold back some of that. And the biggest thing is you have to be your authentic self, right? So if you're a quirky person that will do a hula hoop competition in the middle of Walmart, go ahead and do the hula hoop competition. If you're hangry and you're hungry two times during the day, go ahead and get that extra piece of bacon. <laughs> You have to be authentically yourself. Absolutely. And so, you know, one of the things that I've enjoyed um, is just because I know the amount of work from the conversations we had, the amount of work that you put in. Mm. And I realized that for both of us, the only reason why our relationship has worked mm. is because we both put in the work before the fact. Yeah. Right. And so a lot of people think that once you get in a relationship, then I'm going to work. And I'm going to fix the other person and fix myself. And it's a full-time job trying to fix yourself, let alone trying to fix the person you're in a relationship Ooh. with, right? And so a big part for us was that we had put in that work. I had done a lot of my personal work, was dealing with my own issues and so forth, and had been on the journey for a couple of years of putting in the work, and you had done the same thing. And I thought it was just the, the right timing for us. Yeah. And I think that before us putting in the work, 
somehow, some way that probably would have gotten messed up, Mm -hmm. right? Which once again, just sort of validates what you do to be able to empower and help those women to just basically put in the work before the hand, right? right? So that they could be prepared for the relationship and not expect the relationship rather to complete them. Exactly. Yeah. Oh Oh my goodness. Andy, I'm so happy that you're here. So long story short, we dated, 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 had a really, really good time in our dating. And then when we got engaged... That was pretty cool. That was pretty amazing. (laughs) So I was going to New York to support my man. He was speaking at a conference. It was around Thanksgiving. So I got my hair done. I got my new outfit. I was going to be the lady on his arm as he spoke at this event, maybe a couple hundred people. And I remember a song starting to play. My first, my last, my everything. By Barry White. My first, my last. My everything. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when that song started to play, I first suspected something because Andy is not really a guy that will turn on some music and say, let's dance. But he literally had me dance with him to that song like five times a couple weeks leading up to that. And I was like, huh. But then I didn't think anything more of it. That and I couldn't walk in the shoes that I bought. <laughs> so I was pretty much stuck in one place. And and I and this flash mob rose out of the crowd, y'all. A flash mob. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. They were doing like Broadway dances, kicks and lifts and twirls and all the things. Like, this is so cool. I need to do this at my next live <laughs> event, right? That's all I could think. And then the music started to slow down. And a guy snapped his fingers and walked his way over to me. I'm like, oh, you're pulling people out of the crowd. Let's dance. I'll be a team player, even though I can't really walk in these shoes. No problem. (laughs) So I'm there snapping, 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 and the music stops. Andy walks from behind the line of dancers towards me. And he says, you know what? You thought you were here to support me, (laughs) but really it's for something bigger. Yeah, yeah. I think you have that video up either on, on your YouTube, website and yeah. also on YouTube. Yeah. So if you put uh, Coach Kaz and Andy's surprise proposal flash mob or something, proposal. Flash mob. Yeah, so yeah. that was... that About 12,000 people have watched this. So yeah, far. that was really, really cool. Um, yeah. First of all, were you... I mean, you sort of just made it sound like you weren't surprised just now. Were no, 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 what? no. I was definitely surprised. Okay, I okay. was definitely surprised. I was just like, oh, that song. Hmm. But then that was it. Like, okay. you know, the... Hmm. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, flash mob proposal. And then she says yes, which is why I'm still sitting here. Right. I had the ugly, the, yeah, I had the snot yeah, coming down yeah, my nose. Yeah. Well, actually you said I didn't say yes. You know, you said yes. You told me I didn't yes. say yes. If, if y'all watch the video, message me and tell me if you think I said yes. Okay. Yeah. You mm-hmm. said yes. And then of course we end up having this beautiful destination wedding. Ooh. In Mexico, Mexico. Listen to me. Now that was a trial and tribulation getting to that point, okay? Because my husband is fancy, fancy, okay? He wanted something not at the Ritz because that's too old school. He wanted like the modern and the chandeliers and the (laughs) silver dangly things and all the things. And everything in my spirit would not allow me to make, to spend a hundred thousand dollars. Actually, we were conservative. I think we were at $50,000 for the wedding. And I was like, there is nothing in me that feels like it's okay to be spending a thousand dollars a minute on a wedding. You know, I, I just, I just, it just didn't go with my very being. I'm Caribbean. Call me what you want to call me, but I just, I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. 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 But 
the main thing you wanted was an experience. And so that's what we created. I did. I did want an experience. And oh my gosh, when I tell you people were mad about coming to a wedding, like, oh, I have to leave the kids at home. It was an adult all-inclusive. Oh, I got to go away for four days. I'm like, yes, it is mandatory that you come (laughs) for four days and have fun. And we got so much pushback. And let me tell you, 80 of our closest friends and family flew to Riviera Maya, Mexico and had the time of their lives. We literally had people thanking us. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for this. This Mm -hmm. is my first vacation since I had kids. This is the first vacation ever. This is the best vacation ever. We had people saying, when is the reunion? Can we come on your anniversary trip? (laughs) Yeah. And I think part of magic was that something else that you were intentional about when we were dating, Mm. um, getting our friends and family to connect with one another. And that's something I hear you tell your coaching clients all the time, Mm -hmm. which is like, hey, if this person is going to be a part of your life, then find a way to interject your lives so that you're not waiting to your wedding day. And, you know, for the first time, family members are meeting one another, friends are meeting one another. And that created a lot of magic for us because a lot of those friendships are still formulated. And we even had friendships formulated across the aisle, meaning someone was connected to me, did not know you or your friends, mm-hmm. and someone was connected to you and your friends, and, and now they're, they've become friends. Yep. And so that, that was really Sending something special. Sending pictures from dinner dates. I'm like, what? Say word. My cousin and your best friend hanging out. Like, this is so amazing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was big because... What I, what I realized before, get, well, most marriages, most weddings is what? Two people getting married, some people sitting at a table, you kind of look at auntie so-and-so, oh, that's cool. You do some dancing, you might get drunk and that's it, right? And you see everybody again at the baby shower, you don't really know each other. So you kind of do a wave thing, it's weird and that's it. But because we were intentional along the way to our wedding day, at our wedding, it was like a family reunion. Mm. People already knew each other, knew of each other. Most of the folks already had connected. So this was like to solidify the relationship. And then after the wedding, every family gathering, most people were like, I'll be there. Oh, so-and-so's gonna be there, I'll be there. And they know each other versus it being in the periphery. Like, no, that's my friend, that's my family, that's my people. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm reflecting now because I get to see the work that you do in the lives of so many women mm. that are looking to attract the right man in their lives that I just remember that moment where I already knew this was your like magnificent obsession. I had seen all the, you know, books on relationships you read, all the seminars and workshops, all the certification. Um, you had also become a certified matchmaker with the Matchmaker Institute, all of these amazing things. And it was really, really awesome. You are already empowering people, but it was awesome to sort of watch you step 100% into that calling and that purpose. And to just be able to witness the fruit of helping other people to be able to find that joy and to find those relationships that they want. It, it, It warms my heart. And I'll tell you that Andy was my number one cheerleader to stepping into my genius zone, for stepping into my greatness. Because before this, I've been a coach, right? I've been a coach for almost two decades now, which is kind of crazy to say, right? So almost two decades I've been coaching. You're not old or anything, you know, it's just two decades. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me work on my I'm concealer. Okay. All right. Mm. <laughs> so side eye shade. 
okay, two decades. I started out as a wellness coach, a business coach, a life coach. It came to a point where I just didn't like my coaching business. It's like, maybe this isn't my lane. Maybe this isn't my thing. Maybe I should look for something else. And I shut down my whole business, my whole coaching business to be still. I let go of my clients, let go of my clients. And I said, okay, well, what is it that I should be doing? Right. And I remember having a conversation with Andy and he was just like, love. <laughs> it's your magnificent obsession. When we meet strangers on the street, when we meet family, when we meet anyone, what is the thing that you gravitate towards? What is the thing you help people with when you're with your eyes closed? What's the thing that you love doing and actually works? You help people in their relationships. Yep. And I was just like, you make that sound so simple. My goodness. And I had that limiting belief, y'all, that I needed to be married for 97 years, maybe divorced twice, nine kids, and all these things in order to do what I'm doing now. And that validation, that validating message that he gave to me was like, this is what you do. This is your calling. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you are so right. <laughs> like the light bulb went off. Right? And I think sometimes, you know, you can't even blame yourself, right? Sometimes you're so close to what mm. you're passionate about and so crazy about that you need somebody who's sort of on the outside yeah. who can just sort of point it out for you. But now look, let's, you know, we got Coach Kaz, you know, changing the impact in lives and mm. um, helping women to be able to do the work so that they could attract the man that they want in their lives. So yeah. I'm happy to just, you know, swing by, chit chat with you <laughs> and the folks. And, you know, I just enjoy watch, sitting back and, and watching the work be done. Thank you, babe. And since we got married, I realized that professional women fall in one of two buckets, right? One side is they're focused on work. They're focused on the next project. They're focused on the goals. They're focused on their kids. They're focused on their family. They're focused on their community service. They're focused on their travel well, pre-COVID, right? So they're focused on all these other things saying love is going to come later. But when does later come? I have clients in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. I even had somebody trying to trying to be my client at 85. Okay, so there are there are people, yeah, in every age bracket, and you don't realize that time has passed until it's passed, mm -hmm. right? And then on the other side, there's the woman that's praying to Jesus. She's praying. She is praying for the Lord to send her man down to her in her condo. But she knows, you know, for a fact, if a random man was in your apartment, you would scream and spray some peppermints, right? Like that's it. We don't even open the door for strangers anymore, much less let them into our homes. So when is that going to work, right? Faith without works is dead, okay? Yeah. So I, I've created a new space for professional women to support them in their love journey. And what that looks like is supporting them in self-love because for some of you, you are single as a dollar bill, ain't had a relationship in over a decade and you're like, what do I do with this? So, okay, starting with self-love, then there's attraction. How do you now attract love into your life post COVID, socially distant, safe, mask on, all the things? How do you do that? How, what does attraction look like? How do you get you somebody like a Andy, right? And then the last 
is really how do you thrive in that relationship? And I'm still fumbling through that section too, right? Like I am not immune to any of the things, but still having the support through it. Because just because you caught a man doesn't mean you know how to keep a man, right? So they're all different skill sets that when you think about it, where did we learn about relationship? And more than likely, it was a dysfunctional family relationship, romantic comedies, or porn, right? Seriously, like where else do people learn about relationships, which is which is such a shame. And that's really why I exist as the premier love coach with an amazing community of professional women called the Real Love Network. Mm. So for those of you that are like, you know what, I want support in my love life. You know what, I, I wanna be surrounded by other women that uplift me and celebrate me. I believe all women are wanted women. You are wanted girl. Women achieving new triumphs every day. So you are wanted, but the question is, who do you want? Who do you want? Hey, are you for sure? And my magnificence, it really is in helping you in your choosing because oftentimes our gut instinct could be a little bit off and the person that you're leaning towards choosing may not be the one for you. And having a professional in your ear could be very, very helpful and life-changing. So if you're saying to yourself, you know what? I want to check this out. I want some support in my love life. I want you to go to reallovenetwork.com. Reallovenetwork.com. The doors of the Real Love Network are open. So come on in. And if you have a question, feel free to DM me on Instagram at inspiremany, okay? At inspiremany. I love you guys. Andy, my goodness, this is so amazing. Thanks for hanging out with Thanks me. Thanks for letting me come out. <laughs> All right, family. I appreciate So glad you. I got to hang out. And um, you How guys- How can they find you? Who, me? I mean, yeah. um, you can find me with, at Andy Enriquez on Facebook, LinkedIn, on Twitter. And if you're on Instagram, you can find me at Show Up For Your Life. Show up for your life. Yes, yes. I love you. Love you too. <laughs> All right, y'all. Enjoy the rest of your day. And until next time, continue to love. Do you have a super single girlfriend who's oh so busy with work? Listen to me. Get her over to relationshipsforbusywomen.com to ace her next date, even if she hasn't been on one in forever. Go now. Don't walk. Run. Run.